And now, on Prophetic Faith. Thank you for tuning in to another week's broadcast here at Prophetic Faith. I am Pastor Robbie Barrett, pastor of Acceler Faith Ministries in Tazewell, Virginia. Now, tonight we're going into part two of Harvest of the Word. As I said last week, the Word of God is not just words on a page. It's seed. It's seed designed to be sown. Where? In you. <clears throat> you are the one, the Bible says, Jesus said, the seed is the Word of God and it's sown into the hearts of men. When it's sown into you, you can expect a harvest each and every time, no matter what area. And let, let me, I'll say it again. <clears throat> for whatever issue you're dealing with, I guarantee you, you can find seed for it in the Word of God. That's what I love about it. But tonight, we're going to learn how there's different ways that the enemy will try to come in and steal that harvest. Now, when does he attack it? He doesn't attack it once it's fully manifested. No, he attacks it while it's maturing. That's what I want to get to you. He attacks it while it's still in progression time. <clears throat> and that is usually one of the hardest times that people have is progression time. So we're going to learn about this now. Tune in right now. Don't get distracted by anything or kids or anything else that's going on in your living room or wherever you're watching this because this word is for you. I'll see you in just a little bit. A reason? The word's sake. I don't know why this trouble's come to me. God said he's going to do this and do that. I don't know why this right here is happening like it's happening. Somebody say, for the word's sake. This is good. You're going to learn something today. Immediately, they are offended. Now, who are these people? Now, notice it said something here. It said, likewise. So you've got to immediately remind yourself of the first parable. When he said the seed was sown onto hard ground, immediately the enemy came and snatched up the word. Now you've got it. He said, likewise. So what's he saying right here? So he's saying the same thing happened just at a different point. Oh, glory. The same thing happened. The enemy's coming and taking the word. It's just at a different time period. You see, every one of these, I want you to look at them as stages in your believing. Stages. Because it, whether you know it or not, there are stages in your believing. There's the beginning process, there's another process, there's another process until you get to manifestation. And see, he said likewise, so maybe you didn't faint in the first stage. Maybe your heart, you had already prepared it to receive the word. We know that this is true because he said he, they received the word. When they heard it, they received it with gladness. So they took it. They said, oh, seed. Amen? 
How many of how many's ever been in church and you were sick in your body or, or, or battling this or battling that and you heard a word that was specific for what you were going through? What did you do? You said, oh, glory, hallelujah. Why? Because you seen that as seed. Oh, for me to get something I want. I want what I'm going through out of my life and I want this right here, this brother, this sister's preaching to me. I want that in my life. So you received it with gladness. But now look right here. This, I'm going to help everybody in here today that has received specific promises. We know that promises are in this book, but we also know that God gives specific promises to individuals. Amen? Somebody say prophecy. Paul said don't despise prophecy. But a lot of churches do, don't they? They don't want to hear God speak. They don't want to make time for God to speak. But he said, don't despise it. Why? Because one word from God can change everything. Amen? Somebody say seed. But watch this right here. He said, so persecution arises for the word's sake. So you receive a prophecy from God. Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. This right here is going to turn around. This right here is going to come forth in your life. What do you do? Immediately, you receive it with gladness. Oh, yeah, Lord, that's what I'm talking about. Let me tell you a good example of me. See, uh, several years ago, I believe it was in 09, yeah, several years ago, I received a promise from God one night. I was preaching, uh, I believe it was down in West Virginia. I was preaching that night, and I got prayed for, and this prophecy came to me, and God said, you remember this night? He said, because in a year's time, he said, you, you can't even imagine how far I'm going to take you in a year's time. You remember this night, a year from now. Now, what do you think I was doing? Hey, right? Yes, Lord, that's what I'm talking about. That next month, I lost my girlfriend. <laughs> my pastor died. I'm telling y'all. My pastor passed away, and my, my best friend at that time, you know, growing up, it was always my grandpa. He passed away in one month. I said, Lord Jesus, what are you doing to me? Now, I can smile about this right now, but I guarantee you I wasn't smiling then. I was broken. I mean, it felt like somebody just ripped my heart out, just threw it on the ground and just stomped on it a few times. And I'm like, well, God, what in the world is going on here? I mean, you told me a year from now, I wouldn't even imagine how far you were going to take me. And I was crushed and I was shattered. And I would... I even had to preach my, my grandfather's funeral. Oh, Lord, that's tough. People crying and you, you holding it together. But I said, God, I'm going to trust you on this. I don't understand why this is happening in my life, but I'm going to trust you because I know what you told me, that a year from now that I wouldn't even imagine how far you were going to take me. But see, what I didn't understand was, is that within that next year, just in a year's time, I learned so much about God. I grew so much in wisdom and understanding. I grew so, 
so much stronger spiritually. I mean, yeah, there were times I'd go and preach and then there are times I'd come home after I preached and just cry my eyes out because I was just so broken. But even tears running down my face, I'd say, God, I choose you. I choose you. And I thank God now that I chose him. Because God had something so much better for my life. Are y'all listening to me, what I'm saying today? See, what I'm trying to tell you, and see, within that year, I got on a, a, a gospel station, a Christian television network. I got on that station, and, you know, the gospel, the messages that I was preaching started to go, you know, in the whole area. And people were, I mean, everywhere I'd go, they'd say, hey, I watch you on TV and this and that. And all this thing happened in one year. And by that year was up, I was thanking God. You say, what? I was thanking God. Yeah, at the beginning of that year, I was crying. I was saying, why, God? But at the end of that year, I was saying, God, I thank you. Because he took me on such a trip spiritually. I mean, it was unreal how far he took me on a spiritual standpoint that one year. See, what I'm trying to tell you is this this morning. He said, persecution comes for the word's sake. Now, many of you have received promises from God, prophecies from God. Many of you might have uh, made this bold statement, hey, I'm going to stand on the word of God. I'm I'm holding on to this. No more am I putting up the devil's junk. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm claiming this. I'm claiming that. And then, boom, something hits you. And you're looking around saying, God, what in the world's going on here? Hey, I'm standing on your word. I'm believing you. I'm making a stand. Why is this happening? Somebody say, the devil's doing his job. Say it with me. The devil's doing his job. Don't get mad that the devil's doing his job. That's what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to contend against the word. To try to bring your faith off of the word. He said persecution comes from the word for the word's sake. See, what let me tell you something. Do you want to know when you really believe the word of God? Let me tell you when. When it's been tried and tested. Oh, come on, somebody. When the Word of God has been tried and tested on your life, then there comes a faith that is unshakable and unmovable in your life. You want to know why? Because you said, hey, I've seen the Word of God be tested in this. I know it works. I know it's real. Why? Because the enemy came and tried to do all that it could to try to make that Word not come to pass. But God did it anyway. Can we put our hands together and give God some praise for the anyways? So for the word's sake, persecution comes. But here we go. There are many people that fall off in this stage. They get, they get offended and they get mad because the devil's doing his job. Rebuke him and go on. Amen? Rebuke him and go on about your business. But you see, most people get tore up. And when the heat is turned up, when the pressure's turned up, guess what happens? Amen. I've seen it a hundred times. People say, Brother Rob, I'm telling you what, I'm going to stand. I'm going to do this and do that for God. From now on, from here on out, I'm going to do this and do that. And trouble hits them, pressure's turned up, and they're gone. And they'll probably blame it on God. Oh, it was God's fault. He didn't keep me. That's a lie. Come on, somebody. 
You just gave up. Now notice what that says right there. But for a time. I told you to remember that. Time. See, one of the greatest weapons that, God, that the enemy's got is time. Amen? What, what weakens your faith so much? If you could pinpoint it down to one thing, what is it that really weakens your faith? I guarantee you every one of you would say, time. Oh, it's just taking so long. Oh, I've been waiting so long. Oh, I just see, I just see one season after another. It just seems like it just passes me by. And little by little, my faith gets weaker and weaker and weaker. So it's time, right? Well, here in just a minute, we're going to learn something about that that's going to help you in dealing with time. Hebrews 10, 23. Let us hold fast. Somebody say, hold fast. In other words, in our today's language, we'd say, don't let go. Right? Don't let go of your profession. Of what? Your faith. Without what? Wavering. Mm. For he is faithful that promised. Somebody say, he's going to do what he said. He's going to bring it to pass. Right? So I'm not even, I'm not even focusing on that. When the devil says, oh, do you think God's going to do it? I ain't, even, I ain't even dealing with that. Get out of here. Because I have no... There, it is a waste of energy for me to sit here and question, well, is God going to do this or not? Well, I, you know, I know he said it, but is he really going... Uh-uh. You know that you know that he's faithful. Amen? He's faithful. He's steadfast. He always does what he said. Now, notice what it said. It said, hold fast to your profession. Our confession. The Greek says confession. Now what does that mean? Here's what happens. People say, I'm standing on the Word. I'm standing on the Word. I'm standing on the Word. Praise God, I'm standing on the Word. And something hits them. And then they quit speaking the Word. Come on. I'm still in this second stage here. Brother Rod, I'm going to believe for my healing. I'm going to believe for my healing. And I want you to come in agreement with me. You got it. I'm believing with you. A week goes by, pain's hitting your body. Brother Robbie, I'm feeling so bad, I don't know what I'm going to do. You let go of your confession. Are you seeing what I'm saying? You let go of your confession. Oh, but my body's hurt. It don't matter what your body's doing. You are holding on to that seed. Are you listening to me? Or if it's your finance, Brother Robbie, I don't know how in the world I'm going to do that. He meets all my needs. Is that not what the Word says? He meets all my needs. Oh, but Lord, you don't know what I'm... He meets all my needs. He makes all grace abound towards me to I being, what? Bounding and being enriched in all things so that I can abound to every good work. See, what we do is we hold on to that word, but for a little bit, and then we start to waver. We start going back and forth. It doesn't matter what my body's saying right now, by His stripes I'm healed. Don't make any difference. Sooner or later, my body's going to get with the program. Are you listening to me? It don't matter what my bank statement says right now. Sooner or later, it's going to get with the program. Why? Because I am sowing seed. Are you listening to me?
And that seed is producing something. Every one of these stages, the seed is in the ground. So the seed's in the ground at this point. But when pressures and testing start coming, people want to pull their seed back out. Oh, I take it back. I, I, I wasn't believing for that. And they start to waver. Don't be this second stage. I'm going to tell you now, testing will come. Persecution will come for the word's sake. All of you that's standing up right here and saying, I, you know what? I'm standing on the word. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that, Brother Rob, and I'm going after it. Okay, then you can expect persecution to come forth. That's not to discourage you. That's to pump you up. Do you want to know why? Because you got to know that that's the tried and true testing that's coming on that word. That the word of God's going to come forth. Amen? Many people say, well, why does, the, why does God allow the enemy to stay on the earth? Why does he allow him to still do things? To give you a choice. A choice whether to believe God or to believe him. So somebody say, keep speaking. What are words made to do? Speak, right? They're made to be spoken. Speak this word. Keep speaking. I don't care if trouble's falling all around you. I don't care if it seems like everything is falling apart. Keep speaking the word. I don't care if it looks like nothing's happening of what you said. Keep speaking the word. Luke 18, 14. Or Luke 8, 14, excuse me. It says, And they which fell among the thorns are they which when they have heard go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to what? Perfection. Or to completeness. Now, most people want something quick and easy. Right? Would you agree with me? Absolutely. That would be terrific, wouldn't it? We all want something quick and easy. But guess what? 99.9% .9 of the things of God are not quick and easy. They're not. And if you're one of those people, watch this. You're one of those people, this is what I like to call in this stage, you're one of those that want a harvest without much commitment or limited commitment. See, what I find out that so many times is people want the blessings of God, they want the harvest, they want the fruits, they want all that God has to offer, but they want it with little commitment. I don't, I don't, I don't want to have to be fully committed or devoted or anything else. Lord, if you want to bless me, bless me. If you want to bring something in my life, go right ahead. I'll be perfectly fine with that. But don't ask me to commit myself fully to this thing. But how many knows that you've got to fully commit yourself to harvest? Amen? It's not something that's going to take care of its own. You've got to fully commit to it. And what you don't understand is, is that these promises that God makes us, yes, God does not lie. And His Word will come forth, but it may not come forth in your life. You say, what are you saying? If you don't go after it, God will find somebody that will go after it. Somebody say amen. 
Why? Because his word cannot return back void unto him. So therefore, watch this. So you know what most people do? Now this right here is talking about how people fill their lives with all this other stuff that they don't have time for the things of God. And watch this. See these words? If you're believing for something, if you're believing for something in the word of God, you've got to put your time and effort to it. Amen? It's not just going to fall on your lap. See, I, I think that most people think if you quote one scripture, the devil's going to say, whoa, I'm out of here. I got to let go of you. No. Somebody say it's a fight. It is a fight. And see, the devil's not just going to back off of you just because you decided to quote a few scripture. You're going to have to take a stand and you're going to have to keep holding on to it and say enough is enough and I'm not backing up. You've got to show him that you mean business. Amen? So when you are sowing seed and you're bringing forth a harvest, you cannot be wishy-washy in your... Praise God. Now, Jesus made a statement in Mark. He said, The sower went out to sow the word. And the Bible says that while the, the, the seed was progressing or maturing, he said the, the farmer or the sower did not know how the seed was maturing or bringing forth the harvest. He just knows that somehow it happens. Let me encourage some of you that may be watching. You don't have to fully understand how faith works for it to work. You don't have to fully understand. But just when you take God at His word, and to say, this, whatever God says, this is what I'm standing on, this is what I'm believing, and I'm not backing down from it. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to tell you that while your seed is progressing or growing and maturing, that's all in the invisible realm. You can't see it. So therefore, you can't look around and say, this is working. This is working. I know God's Word is working. No, you have no evidence. But the Bible says it's happening. Now, what do I want to say to you on that? This is what I want to say to you. I want you to know that that's the time when you've got to make a stand that the Word of God is the final authority. Let me say it again. The Word of God is the final authority. Nothing else trumps the Word of God. So if there's anything in my life that is trying to call the Word a lie, I'm going to cast it down immediately. That's what Paul said. He said, anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, take captive over, or take uh, captive over and just subdue it. Cast it down. So that's what we want to do. Now, <clears throat> remember, the word of God will be tried, will be tested. The Bible says that once the seed is sown, the word of God will be tried, will be persecuted. Their perse uh, persecution will come for the word's sake. That's what I want to say. But persecution will come for the word's sake. But you be encouraged. You keep pressing. You keep sowing. You keep declaring the word. You keep getting it into you. And I promise you, you will see a harvest. Amen. Can I pray for you right now? I'm going to pray <clears throat> that you will stand. Sometimes you may be watching this. You're saying, Pastor Robbie, listen to me. All I can do right now, I don't know anything else to do but to, to stand. Having done all to stand, what do you do next? Stand. You just keep holding on. Why? Because your situations have to change. I'm going to say that one more time. Your situations and circumstances, they have an expiration date on it. This word doesn't. Heaven and earth shall pass away, 
but His Word will remain forever. So you hold on to that Word and you don't back down for a second. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift up every person right now, Father, that is standing. I lift up every person right now, Father, that has, has made a commitment. They're going to stand on the Word. And maybe they're feeling some pressure right now. Maybe they're, they're looking around they're saying, man, nothing's happening. I just don't understand this. Father, I speak that they get their focus back on the Word of God. You said as Peter, as he kept his focus on Jesus, he was walking on top of the storm. It's only when he shifted his focus off of Jesus onto the storm that he began to sink. So, Father, I pray right now that they stay steadfast, unmovable, unshakable concerning their faith in your word. And we consider your word, Father, final authority. We thank you for it now that we can take it and produce anything that we could possibly imagine. In Jesus' name, we believe that we've received this. Thank you for empowering us. And everybody said, Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, you just start praising God. And you thank Him. Why? Because you know that it's done. It's that simple. People try to complicate it. They try to make the things of God so hard, but it's so easy. Just believe what God said. I'm going to say one thing that God told me, and I'm going to tell you. God said, if you, if I say it, and you believe it, it cannot be denied. Take that and put that in your spirit right now. If God said it and you believe it in your heart, then it can't be stopped. It has to come to pass. Glory to God. Those of you that are <clears throat> wanting prayer or wants to write us in or contact us and tell us how much you've been blessed by this ministry or you want us to pray about something, Please write to us. Please let us know. We've had so many letters and testimonies, and we thank everybody for writing to us. It encourages us, and it blesses us when you are blessed. Amen. I love to see the people of God blessed. Now, if you would like to become a faith partner, you say, what's a faith partner? It is when you partner with this ministry and you say, I want to financially support or I want to pray and support this ministry to help them get the gospel out. Because let's face it, few people are preaching what we're preaching. We're preaching the whole counsel of God, the, the good news of the kingdom, and we're preaching faith. The word of faith. Paul said this word that I preach is the word of faith. We're preaching faith. And not many people's preaching faith anymore. They're preaching doubt and unbelief. So if you want to become a faith partner, please come in contact with us. And the announcer's coming up in just a moment. And he's going to share with you exactly how you can contact with us. Also, we'd like to add, if you want to be with us live, I'm telling you, we enjoy our television broadcast, but there's nothing like being live in the tangible presence of God in His house. If you want to come, we believe in signs and wonders. We believe that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I promise you that when you leave out the doors of this church, you will know that God is real. So come and be with us. We love you guys. Thank you for tuning in as always. I will see you here next week. Be blessed. If you would like to become a faith partner, please contact us at P.O. Box 264, Tazewell, Virginia 24651. You may also reach us at 276-971-2333. You may also request information at AccelerateFaith.org. Our email for faith partners are faithpartner at AccelerateFaith.org as well.
the lame to walk. We command it in the name of Jesus. The devil is a liar.